You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Now, one of the wonderful privileges that we all have is that of prayer, although I know that many of you find it a little bit difficult and uh, we get all sort of funny about it, don't we? But, you know, prayer is really just talking and perhaps more importantly, listening to that still small voice uh, within you. Somebody who's very experienced in both praying himself and in getting others to pray and in listening is Tim Harding from New Caparet. Good morning to you Tim. Uh, so Tim, <coughs> New Caparet, um, what does that name mean? Well it's, uh, it comes from the, uh, Caparet was the golden cover of the Ark of the Covenant. And yeah, well, they had the little seraphims two, on the top. Two cherubim on the top yeah. and, um, and that was known as the mercy seat and it was the place where God listened to his people. And and God gave us that name. Uh, that's another story. But He gave us that name, and uh, it really captures the vision of what New Capret is all well, about. Well, when you say it's another story, tell us something about it now. I'm I'm on the edge. <laughs> well, I'm on the edge of <laughs> Okay, okay. No, well, uh, what happened was many years ago, um, I was in a retreat, and uh, somebody said in in a moment, one of the quiet times, somebody said, "Does anybody want a charity?" And, you know, I love a free gift. So I said, oh, well, yeah, you know, I'd be interested in that. Tell me more about it. And a a man and his wife had had set up a charity and they were splitting up. And it was a registered charity with the Charity Commission. And it was called the Caporet Trust. And uh, so my family, really, we took it over and we used it for a number of different reasons, but never really looked. We did some work in India and things, but we never really looked at what the name meant. And... um, and when we were looking for a name for the new helpline, uh, we couldn't work out. We couldn't decide a name. And we sort of, you know, tried all sorts of things and nothing seemed to work. And eventually I was praying one morning and the Lord said, well, I've given you the name. Just go and look it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went home and looked up Caporet and I thought, OK, it's about God listening to his people. Couldn't and that's what better, we are. Could could, no, it's absolutely. That's what uh, and that's what we do. Of course, that's one of the exciting things. God knows what he's doing, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Who did connect to who and, and has a wonderful way of encouraging us at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, you learned you learned your craft of, of listening through the Samaritans, which you volunteered for. And you, how long were you with them? Uh, I was with them for about seven years. Because um, they have a brilliant training program. Ah, uh, wonderful! And you know, I learnt a great deal. And uh, and again, I mean, the the Lord asked me to do that. I was when I retired. I thought, what shall I do? And He said, join Samaritans. And I thought, well, that's a bit odd because they're not a Christian organisation. And and uh, I wasn't quite sure why He wanted me to do that. But I said, well, yeah, okay. So I joined Samaritans, and really, I became a director of the local branch, and then learnt how the whole organisation worked. And it was only then, really, when I'd really mastered what this was all about, he said, right, now I want you to <laughs> set up something similar, but but Christian. I want one for myself. Now, there's something fundamental here, because already in the interview, you have referred several times to God speaking to you. Uh, how do you know it's God? Uh, that's a really good question. I think it's because I'm always surprised. You know, when it's my plan, I've worked it out myself. When I'm completely nonplussed, mm-hmm. it's usually him. So, <laughs> so <laughs> when I th- and when I think I can't do it, that doesn't make any sense to me. Then you, 
then you think, okay, but this is maybe I can do. do and of this. course, it's not rocket science, isn't it? Because I mean, people I think sometimes expect this big booming voice from heavens, and this is God speaking. Uh, but of course, yeah. it's very often. Uh, 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 I mean, sometimes God does speak with an audible voice. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, but of course, it's very often just a very strong feeling and thought in yeah, your head. And it's, it? and it's usually in the quiet. I mean, I think one of the things we're we're familiar with with prayer now, particularly in New Capret, is that. Um, you know, a lot of people spend a lot of time asking God for things. We we talk to God. We demand we things. We tell him of what God. he already knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't spend a lot of time listening to him. And to listen to him, you have to be silent. Actually, you have to be quiet, so he can speak into that silence. And of course, in a busy world where we're all rushing around like headless chickens, you know, it's it's not hard. It's very hard actually to stop and just listen. Be quiet. It is, but I think, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're driving to work or you're on a bus or a train. Uh, You know, as long as you've got a a moment of quiet and you focus upon the Lord and allow him to speak to you, he will do so. So lesson number one is uh, just find space. Yeah. Just to to pick your ears up and uh, not talk to God, not even tell him what he already knows. (laughs) (laughs) No. Although he does like to hear the sound of your voice. Yeah, he does. He does like that. Uh, So there you were in the Samaritans and then... um, Obviously, do you think God then took you there as a sort of training school? Oh, very much so, because my whole experience had been in organizations, organizational design. That's what I did for a living. And so when he said he wanted his own organization, creating the organization wasn't a problem to me. But I wasn't quite sure how he wanted this thing to operate. Um, And in the end, it's all about it's listening in the same way as Samaritans do, without judgment, you know, without giving advice. But but it's also about then encouraging people into his presence. So we spend a lot of our time on the on the helpline listening to people and then saying, Okay, let's bring that situation to the Lord and allow him to to minister to so you. So you're helping people basically who may not have ever stopped to listen to God, uh, telling them, Hey, actually he's interested in in hearing you, but actually he's even more interested in you hearing him. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that's really interesting about and, and really works in New Capret, which, which the others will talk about, is that we, um, we encourage people to pray. So it's not a sort of traditional prayer line. We, we don't believe you can sort of subcontract prayer to other people. So when people ring in, we encourage them to pray. And very often they'll say, oh, I don't know how, will you pray for me? I don't know how to do it. I haven't got the right words. And that's okay often. We will pray for people, of course, if they find it difficult. But really what the Lord wants to do, and the whole concept of Caporet is God wants to listen to his people and, and that we want to encourage them to pray. So maybe through the programme today, we'll help you. So if you're listening to the programme today and you're one of those people, and listen, you can be a Christian for many years and still actually find it very difficult to pray. Don't get guilty about that uh, because we'll, we'll share some things with you today and, uh, and help you 
to to do that listening and 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 and, and uh, talking to God uh, for yourselves. You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Now, this morning we're hearing all about the new Caporet prayer line which Hope FM has po- partnered with and where we've been encouraging you to do two things. One is to phone their prayer line and lots of you have been doing that, but secondly to volunteer because I can tell you now, in fact, Tim could tell you better than me, you're being swamped with calls, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, we're getting, uh, I suppose, about, we're getting now about 4,000 calls a month. Um, and we're only open between three and midnight every day. So, and it really, it's a, our ability to respond to that depends upon the number of listening volunteers that we've got. Uh, to to answer the calls. Now, talking about listening volunteers, you've brought one listening volunteer uh, with you uh, in the form of Julie, and then you've also brought somebody who supports you in a slightly different way. Yeah, so we have we don't only have uh, listening volunteers who who um, sort of operate the phone the phone lines the helplines. We also have a prayer partner team, and uh, these are people who pray for our callers every week. So we send out. Uh, a, a weekly list of people who've rung in asking for prayer and that goes out to the prayer partner team which is now about 25 people and they pray for those callers during the week so, so, they're, so they're praying for the prayers yeah. <laughs> so you're well and truly covered yes we are covered in every respect <laughs> uh, now julie you're obviously one of those people who you're the one of the listeners so yes. you're one of the people who receive those calls that's right yeah. coming in. so how did you hear about uh, new caporet uh, from a friend at church, she had already done the training, and she said, "I think this will be something that you'd be good at. Would you? Are you interested on in coming on board?" And I thought, I'd lost my sight, didn't work, given up, you know, took early retirement, and thought, "Yeah, it sounds like something I, I maybe could do with not having my vision." And have you lost your sight completely, or? Uh, uh, totally blind, left side, twenty percent. Uh, central so no peripheral so it's pretty bad but nothing wrong with your mouth <laughs> nothing wrong with your mouth <laughs> as tim can confirm <laughs> and indeed nothing wrong with your ears <laughs> not at all no so you, you so you volunteered and you you went on the course tell us a wee bit what was the course like it was very interesting um i don't like role play particularly but um tim's pretty good at it and he, he gives you the most difficult cases so oh. you're well equipped to answer Every so call. He, he, so he <laughs> pretended to be somebody with lots and lots of challenges. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. But then showed you how to answer. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, Tim has got a brilliant imagination and comes up with all kinds of scenarios, some of, the, some of which are real. I'm not so sure about some of the others. <laughs> so, so come on, Tim, give us an idea of some of these scenarios that you've been coming up with. Well, see, what we, we have to prepare listeners for every eventuality because, the f- you know, their first call, when they, when they first go and watch with us, their first call could be a lady who's lost her cat and, and she's anxious about it, or it could be somebody in the process of committing suicide. And we get that full range. So everybody who rings, every kind of call that Samaritans gets, we get. So uh, as a result of that, listeners have to be prepared with, you know, for almost anything. So the first call, they, they know that, um, that they can handle it. So it can be, you know, any scenario at all, really. We get a lot of mental health issues. Uh, as I say, a lot of uh, people feeling suicidal. And it's interesting because we advertise as a strongly Christian helpline. You know, that's very clear in all of the advertising we, we do. Um, and, and many people would think, well, maybe Christians don't have those kinds of problems. 
but of course they do and they can't always share them with their church or their family or their friends so having somebody who's completely anonymous and confidential just to talk through and express how they're feeling can be very very helpful so julie can you remember when you've done your training and you're sat at home because you get the call at home it's diverted to your your own phone uh, can you remember the phone ringing and the first call that you received no (laughs) (laughs) to be truthful to be truthful i can't there were so many but because my training um i've always worked in mental health um tim said to me when i was training you will get all the mental health calls and i thought i was a bit skeptical thinking how is that possible Now you have no way of filtering those calls you don't know this is going to be mental health. so, so basically is god doing the filtering it's god doing the so filtering. that's what you were talking yeah, about yeah yeah so puts god's through. picking you definitely yeah, yeah. and i can count on one hand in a year how many calls i've had that aren't mental health not They're many. all mental health. Not mental. So God knows Definitely. Uh, the name of the person. It's amazing. It's amazing <laughs> how it works. And uh, uh, what was the first call that you can remember? Um, I've had some really difficult calls. Um, most of them are related to mental health issues and the fact that um, there's still a lot of stigma in a lot of churches um, and they don't feel comfortable talking to um to people within the church which, which is i think quite is quite sad, sad. it yeah. is very it sad, is very sad. and we know that of course particularly after covid and so on that, that that mental health challenges have gone through the roof and of course particularly for men because men don't talk very this much this is the through. thing women meet up for a coffee and, mm. and we put the world to rights and, and we're quite open and honest with each other men do find it difficult and um have you had not, men have you had men we have a lot of men i think we have probably have more men than women do you think? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe so. I haven't sort of worked it yeah, out. Yeah, there, there's a lot of mental <coughs> health issues for both sexes, but um, mm-hmm. my calls tend to be more men than, than women. Now, obviously, on the basis of the way you were trained, so the first thing that you do is to listen very carefully. Uh, but then, obviously, part of the role is for you to encourage the caller to, 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 to realise, actually, there's, there's somebody with bigger ears than me. Definitely. And you can talk to him. Uh, how, how, I mean, if I was the caller, let's say I'm the caller. Yeah. And, and I've, let's assume I've just told you, I've just poured my heart out to you. And how would you then advise me? What would you advise me to do? Well, we, we, always, we always say, would you like to pray about this? And often they say, oh, we don't know the right words. But you've already told us. God already knows all this. Mm-hmm. You know, we all, so you we, assure them that it's, it's the same way you, you're talking yeah. to me, you can talk That's to him. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's a very natural, open thing because we pray before each watch. Um, so God's already there. God's already listening. He already knows what the problem is before they ring. Mm-hmm. So we just offer reassurance that he's already listening. And of course, you have your secret ingredient, uh, which is the Stephanie's of this world, you know, with the prayer backup. So, Stephanie, uh, obviously you're there. You're also praying. You're not receiving yeah. calls. But uh, what was it that attracted you to New Caporet? Um Well, first of all, I was a listener. And um, I just felt it such a privilege to listen to people that are so in need of some help basically and um they are so desperate and so lonely and just need someone to care and i know the lord cares for them deeply and so it's a privilege to have these phone calls at the beginning um to um bring the presence of god in uh, into the into the conversation so there's three of us in the conversation the caller myself and, and the lord and it's it's just amazing what he can do 
Can you remember your first call? Yeah. <laughs> you can talk about that. Yeah. Um, in our training, we, we were told we get all sorts of scenarios. And um, I was always worried about getting the wrong kind of person ringing up like a, a man, basically, because we have training for it. And um, the Lord gave me the first call to be that. That's what happened. A man. Yeah, a man. And, and, and not, not um, it was... It, we call these misuse of service. <clears throat> yeah, so misuse in any of service. Free helpline. You're going to get men who ring yeah. in and want to talk to a woman for so different they, reasons. They, so they, you have to know how to be polite, but also to put the phone down. And I struggled to that because Jesus loves that person no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to just not listen. But it, you, as you go through the stages of the training, and then you have real life situations, God really helps you. He intervenes. And, and, and so I listen to the Lord and, and there's Tim flashing me on the um, screen saying, you need to put the phone down, just, you know, put the phone down. And so I did. So I had the worst possible experience at the very beginning. And so and it was amazing, how, you know, how that happened, because it changed um, everything for me. Um, I wasn't because you're a bit sort of um, not stressed is the wrong word. But when you've done the training, you just want to do the best for the Lord. You know, you want to help these people with his presence there. And um, sometimes, you know, you get very difficult situations, people that do want to kill themselves. And the Lord is so cares so much. And, and he, they're on the line there. And this might be the only time that they ever pray out loud or, or listen to his word. And some people can't, some people can't, uh, don't know how to pray or can't speak. And I said, just say Jesus, just say Jesus. And they can usually, they can usually do that. And I know the power of prayer, and I know the power of the name Jesus. And um, he changes everything. And I feel blessed that he changes, uses me and Tim and, and Julie and many others. Now, Timmy, you were obviously listening into that first call uh, that Stephanie received. How, how, how would you manage to do that? <clears throat> well, I don't... I, I, the, the system is set up so that we that the obviously the listener has the responsibility to manage that call yeah and and we would never interfere in that but sure. we have a system through the call center that we use mm-hmm. which means that we can uh, chat with um, uh, a listener while they're on the on a call so Stephanie would have sent me a chat I don't remember now but yeah, she'd have sent me a chat saying help or this is difficult yeah please listen, listen in so I'm then able to listen in and and I recognize this particular <clears throat> caller because he'd been ringing in quite a bit was he abusive uh, it, it was a misuse it, it, what, yes. we, we might call it a sex yeah. call but yeah but, you know, I, I know mm. um, we used to get those a lot in Samaritans and you, know, you get many of those not so many, but uh, enough to... But you get them. Yeah, yeah, you get them. The men don't, of course. Of if, course. If I'm on watch and they hear my voice, they'll put the phone down. Mm-hmm. But a woman's voice, they'll often mm-hmm. say, oh, you know, and they want to tell you some some story. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think, you know, there is... The training is pretty good, helping yes. you to, to really deal with that. Mm-hmm. And, as, and as Steph says, you know, we have to remember that even in that situation, the Lord loves that person very much. And therefore, we have to be very gentle. You know, in Samaritans, we used to just have end on recognition. But I think with us, we need to be careful with those people because they're in need as well. Today, we're focusing on the whole subject of prayer. And uh, Hope FM have partnered with a wonderful prayer line called New Caporet. Now, just to say, I'm going to give you the number for the prayer line, uh, but... Don't you worry if you haven't got a pen because I will be giving it to you at least twice more before the end of the programme. The number for you to pray between three o'clock and midnight if you want someone to talk to is 0808 
8010585. Let me give you that again. 0808. 8010585. And the lines are open from 3 p.m. to midnight, seven days a week. There'll always be somebody at the end of the phone. Uh, and uh, it's our joy, it's Hope FM to recommend that prayer line and to encourage you, particularly if, you, if you're somebody who, who struggles uh, with prayer. Now, actually, uh, having both the ladies in the, in the studio, we've got Julie and Stephanie, I'm going to ask them, put them on the spot, because they're both women of faith and they both had their challenges in life. Julie is partially sighted, but a woman of great faith. How did, you, how did the whole faith journey work out for you? How did it start, Julie? I was a Christian many years ago um, and then um, sort of uh, I got postnatal depression, didn't feel supported by my church. So um, I thought if this is what Christianity is about, I'm, you know, I'm not really, I'm not going to continue with it because I just felt so unsupported and uh, and I, um, you know, I felt a bit despondent really. So, um, so I mean, you were talking about sort of mental health things, and uh, so you know from personal experience how difficult yeah, that is. Yeah, and I just felt that the church had let me down because I was a Sunday school teacher. I was quite active within the church, and they didn't really notice when I wasn't there. Which I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I just felt um, let, let down let really. Down. Yeah, because I was part of a house group, and nobody phoned to see how I was or where I was. Um, so I turned away from my faith. I mean, from going to church, I, I always had my and faith. Of course, and a lot of people have done that, yeah, sadly, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, it, it, it is sad. But, but the thing is, turning away from church is different from turning away from God. You never turn away from, you know, you, you always pray, you always read your Bible, but I think you do need to mix with other Christians, and, and we need to speak to other Christians because, you know, it's through hearing um, answers to prayers um, that builds our faith up, you know, and 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 that's the beauty of New Caporet. You know, we hear success stories as well as um, we get, you know, callers that are distressed, but we also get them ringing back in a month saying, you know, God answered, God answered our prayers, mm-hmm. and and that's always a really a blessing to hear, isn't it? That so, although you couldn't talk to people in, in your church, did you talk to God? Yes, tell us always. What, ha- what happened? Yeah, I um. I met a, an elderly lady that was a. Um, she helped within the church. She was a curate, um, but spec- she was uh, an elderly lady, eight in her eighties, lived in a, a pensioners complex. And I can remember uh, she sent me a lovely letter when I had Josh, you know, congratulating me because he was much wanted baby, and it took me a long time to get him. And um, I said to her, oh, "I'm doubting my faith," and she said to me. Have you got love in your life? And I said, of course, you know, my baby, is, I love him so much. And he's, and she said, wherever love is, God is. And I hung on to that, you know, and, it, and it's the same, where, you know, and if it's not people, it's, you know, you love your animals or you love your garden. Or, so God's in everybody's life. Everybody's got love somewhere in life. And um, that got me through that difficult patch. So it was words of wisdom from, yes, definitely. from, from that lady. Yes, definitely. And then what, what got you back on track again? Um, I was in a difficult relationship um, and I needed God and I thought I can't do this anymore I was at the end of my tether I'd run Samaritans myself thinking the only way out is to kill myself and um, yeah I was at a really low point but that phone call helped me and, and saying it out loud what I was actually planning on doing just that moment of madness brought me 
brought me back. Face to face with reality. And also, I thought, I need God in my life to, to, to sort this. I can't do it on my own. So, out of experience, really, and I know how valuable that, that call was. So you prayed that prayer for help. Mm, yeah. The, the, the one word prayer, help! Yeah. <laughs> and it, but it worked. It did. It did, and it brought me back to my faith. It, you know, I went to a new church. I love the church that I'm in now. My church family are everything to me. Mm. You know, and, and, and obviously when I lost my sight... Uh, obviously, that was part of God's plan because I couldn't have, I can't, I couldn't have done this without Him. Mm. I couldn't, you know. I, I can't work. I couldn't, you know. I lost my job. I can't drive. My whole life took a different path, and I have to trust that God's leading me down the right path. So you've obviously found a new dependency. Definitely, mm. definitely. Indeed. Stephanie, I, I, coming to you. I mean, obviously, your story will be similar but different. Yeah. So, yeah. how, so tell us something about your journey. Well, um, really rare to start, but I've only really been a Christian for about eight years. Um, before that time, I was very much a very different person than you see today. I was much, very much a rebel. I took drugs. I drank. I went into treatment centers. I was in a lockdown area in hospitals because of my attitude, my behavior, and my um, addiction, basically. Mm-hmm. And was I, your addiction like a, an escape? Yes, yes, very much so. Um, I used to cut myself as well, and I used to be so ashamed of that. I think when I first came into the church, I used to hide it. But then when I found the Lord, he said, don't hide it, because that will help so many people. Because you've been right in the depth in hell, and so many people have, are still there. Mm. And they just need someone to care, and they cared for me in this church that I crawled into near enough. And um, I never forget that because I didn't feel like, I, didn't, I felt worthless. I felt nobody cared and I didn't even like myself. And it, it was just from years of, as a child, abuse and all that sort of stuff, which many, many people go through. Well, it's all too common, isn't it? And, 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 like, and you're quite right, people do get guilty about talking about things. Have you heard people saying, I couldn't possibly go to the church in my state? Yeah. Of course, that's yeah. one of the things that qualifies you to go yeah. to church, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> because actually, we're all a community of messed up people yeah. being the, made better. The Lord <laughs> says, come as you are. And it took me a long time to come as I was. But when I did, he changed everything. He just said, you don't have to do anything. Allow me to do it. Allow me to love you, to put my arms around you. It's the most beautiful thing that ever happened. Now, obviously, you also have you also struggled with disability? Yes, yeah, I have really bad rheumatoid and bone issues. Um, again, it's something that happened as a child, which wasn't picked up and got worse in the future to the point where I did end up in a wheelchair. And um, when I went to the church many, many, many years later, the pastor said, "You won't be in that wheelchair forever." And I thought, "Yeah, right. There's no way." And a few months later, I got out of the chair and I've never been in it. And it's been touch and go with COVID and all the issues and um, mobility. But I really believe God when he said you won't be back in it no matter what. And I'm still out of it seven years or so later. Now, so, yeah. now here you are out of the chair. Obviously, you're, you're still partially disabled. Um, uh, Travelling in the country, coming on radio stations for guest appearances and so on. <laughs> I mean, <coughs> would you ever, looking back on, on your life, uh, I guess for, for, for both of you, you know, for you and Julie, would, you, would, would either of you 
ever have dreamed that you would be here in a radio studio no, talking no, about the difference that God has no, made. No. But but clearly, does the fact that you've, well, let's be honest about it, been to hell and back, yeah, basically, yeah. <clears throat> does that help you when you get those calls? Yes, because you know what it's like. I'm not saying you can't do it. You don't have to go through that to do that for someone else. But it really, you get down there to that point with them and it's just so amazing because they just want you to care, they just want you to listen and to, and to not react, you know, not judge them, certainly not. And um, we know what people can be like. And so when you're with that person who is pouring out their heart, their heart to you, I was once like that person and could change my life. And so he made such a difference. I desire that for other people and I know Lord, the Lord for whatever we've gone through he uses it, you know, he will use that. And it's, it's so beautiful in such awful situations. Well, of course, there is that scri- <clears throat> scripture which says that he will restore the years that the locust yes. has eaten. And I guess that both you uh, and Julie are testaments, yeah. you're walking testimonies to that fact. Testimonies of hope, actually, aren't you, both yeah. of you? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the Eclipso Carol there. I can see you all dancing around the room. Now, so Julie was, actually. In fact, it's just come out while you were listening to that, Carol, you know, that Julie the rebel. Uh, she is now worshipping at the Salvation Army, say no more, blood and fire, and all of that. You know? And I said to her, I said, um, do, you, do you play the timbrels? And she said, well, the captain, you, you know, he, he wasn't very you know, up for that, really. But you changed his mind, didn't you? I did. Rebel. How I did. did you, how did you do that? Uh, we've been doing um, two groups at the Salvation Army. Um, we've been doing a You Are Not Alone group, obviously for anybody that's alone, and it tends to be people that have lost loved ones mm. and um, people with mental health issues. And then we also do a coffee and chat. And obviously, with it being Christmas, we've been... Um, We've had a lady with a guitar that's really good, so we've been singing carols, and I got the box of um, tambourines out. And um, we were just having such fun <laughs> trying to play the timbrels. Is, is the emphasis on trying? Trying, very much so, because I'm visually <laughs> impaired, so I can't really follow anybody. So um, I was doing my own version right up there on my own. But that must have been a sight to behold. We, it certainly was, and we were just having so much fun and laughter, and, and he came in and he said, I can't believe how much this has changed you know you it's i can just hear you all having such a fun time and laughing and and he said i've changed my mind he said i'm gonna let you let you you know learn the timbrels but there, there again i mean many people you know use a disability and say oh you know well i i, I can't or whatever now you're both disabled obviously you know uh you know stephanie you've talked about your disability mm. which is more physical and you've got your your restricted sight yes. but but actually it's not restricting either of you is it no i i belong to cma sorry i belong to cma which is christian motorcycle association um group You're and i'm wearing I, the leather jackets and no. stuff are you I, I am, yeah, when I go out on the bike, yeah. Hell's but I go on, on the, the back. back of a bike. God's angel. God's yeah. angel. Yeah. I go on the back, so I get lifted on, obviously, yep. because of my disability. Mm-hmm. But it's such an amazing outreach to... Um, we go to Paul. We, in fact, we go all over the country. Um, 
sharing the good news of the Lord whilst on a bike having mm. fun. So between your tim- playing the timbrels and you're on your bike, you know, with the bikers, you know, you're right pair, aren't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we're living life to the full. And now there, I'm glad you said that because one of the things that Jesus said was that I've come to give you life, yeah. you know, and, and actually you can have that life irrespective of, of the things that maybe disable us. Because I guess we're all a bit disabled in many ways, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, Tim, I mean, obviously, uh, more and more churches now are beginning to have, and I know in my own church in Emmanuel, we have a well-being group. There's a greater recognition now of the need to have, you know, to enable people to talk and to have, yes, yes. have prayer. Uh, are, are you encouraged by the fact that there's a bit of a swing that, in that direction? Oh, yes, enormously. I mean, I think it, it, it's a recognition that people just need to be listened to. Um uh, but, of course, it's also, I mean, I think both of them, both Julia and Steph, have, have testified to the, the power of prayer. And it's about turning to the Lord in those difficulties that we really, you know, that's where our resource is. And it's about turning to him that's so important. And, of course, you've got joy unspeakable. <laughs> yeah, yes. And uh, full of, I mean, it's, it's quite interesting, you know, because I find uh, since we started playing the carols, you know, when I've been getting ready for the day, that I've been having a good old cry, you know, because they, it, mm. these carols really touch my heart, you know, and and, uh, and also, you know, being involved in church leadership myself, you know, we're, we're all very conscious of the need that is an ordinary. I think, Stephanie, you touched on it. There is such hurt and pain. And, but God can cares about yeah. all of that doesn't he yeah he does he does and he doesn't judge you mm. you can go to him you know can go to him with anything absolutely anything and he's there waiting for you in fact you can run to him you can crawl to him you can stand just still and he'll come and he'll put his arms around you and it's the the most amazing thing in the world okay now cory ten boom said there is no pit so deep that his love is not deeper mm. still. And, of course, uh, you know, Julie, you referred to love. That lovely lady yes. said to you about yeah. love I- in your life. So nobody is beyond the love of God. But people listening to the programme, <clears throat> either themselves or maybe they know somebody <clears throat> in a very dark place. And we said right at the beginning of the programme that, that we would help them to pray. So, Tim... Where, when people are at the darkest place in their lives and they, they really maybe are angry at God, where do they start? I think that people have a strange misconception about what prayer is. And, and, it's, and we talk about in, in, in New Capred, it's, it's about just having a conversation. You don't have to use special words. You don't have to use a special tone of voice. You just tell him as it is. And sometimes listeners, sorry, callers will ring in and they are really angry with God. You're right, because they, they blame him for everything that's, that's happened to them. And, and we say, that's okay. You know, his, his shoulders are pretty broad. And you tell him how you feel. And it's actually in the process of telling him how you feel and experiencing his love and compassion for you as you are, as, as mm. Steph said, um, that you become healed. So it's it's that process of of drawing down on the resources of the Lord, I think, that's so important. And of course, there's the two things. There's one is just opening up your, you know, just talk. Uh, but then, of course, having done that, then be quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, no, I sometimes we often pray, uh, hoping that we're going to change the mind of God. Uh, and I said, well, no, actually, prayer is about trying to understand the mind of God. What, is, what does God want from this situation? 
And that it, once you start to listen to the Lord, it, the, your life starts to change. And I think you both yeah. bear testimony to that, really. Well, was it hard, you know, because, I mean, obviously you, you both were in a very dark mm. place, you know, with... You know, well, in fact, depression was yeah. linked to both of them in mental health and gender. In your case, Stephanie, you know, drugs and drink, yeah. Yeah. and I guess a lot of people hit the drugs and drink mm. to help to help with the pain. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and I guess both of you would have been subject to huge injustice. Mm. You know, you, you you had a lot of pain, uh, both of you, uh, uh, in your lives. Uh, and yet here you are. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the number one thing that helped you? I mean, obviously you touched on knowing that you're loved and you you had your, your son. Yes. How old is he now? He's 25. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and what about you, Stephanie? Did you have someone? Yeah, I've got um, three children. Sorry, I've got three children and two grandchildren now. Um, but you said about um, the pain and stuff like that. Is that what, what changed it for me? And I can only speak for myself on this, is that I, I heard that God collects our tears in his bottle. Mm -hmm. That's how precious our pain and our suffering, however big or small, is. And that, that, I thought that was amazing, mm. that he cared that much that he would collect our tears. Mm. I, I love that, uh, that shortest prayer of Jesus, you know, before he went to Calvary. Uh, just two little words, and Jesus wept yeah. and i used to often think about that and think you know why but of course part of the one the reason was that that god did not intend for any of this pain it, unfortunately it's our own stubborn free will that gets us into a lot of this trouble and also we're we, we are victims of other people's pains you know because these things are set very sadly passed from generation to, to generation yeah. but of course in both of your cases uh, the curse was broken wasn't it yes and uh uh, uh and do you still have these regular chats with God? Oh, definitely, definitely. I think the misconception is when you're when you're a Christian. Um, I've had people say, "Why why are you such a devoted Christian when you've gone blind?" Well, it's not God's fault, mm. but I draw on God's strength to get through this. We're we're different, as in we've got somebody living in our heart that you know God guides me mm. I don't need my eyesight really because mm. he's taken me down a different path and I have mm. to trust him even more mm. um, but the, I, it makes me upset when people say that because I think <laughs> it's a misconception that bad things don't happen to Christians of course they do well, of course funny. they do <clears throat> I, I, we're not I, an elite force we just draw on God's strength to get through it I interviewed a lady called Johnny Erickson uh, uh, who is in a wheelchair she, she, she ended up being quarter quadriplegic um, and a film was made of her, her life and uh, I said to her uh, I said Johnny what do you say to people who say you, you know you're in that wheelchair because of your sin you know your disobedience I said what does it make you feel like to which she replied it makes me feel like smacking them in the gob <laughs> it, it wasn't the most holy of comments but, uh, but, uh, but, but I've never forgotten I've yeah. never Aww. but of course uh, yeah. in quite a strange way I mean God of course at a moment can heal you could get your high side. Yeah, back. I'm, not, yeah. I'm never going to give up hope. Someday you, know? you will, you yeah, know, yeah. whether it's this side of heaven That's or, right. or the other side of heaven. Whenever in the second advent, when all tears, disability completely wiped away. Yeah. Uh, but actually, disability can also be a, a blessing. strength. A strength, yeah. absolutely. You know, and you know, we're we're witness to that. You know, we we do this from the comfort of our own home. We don't have to travel. We're 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 sat on a comfy settee. We're warm. We don't have to leave the house. 
you know and I think that's the the thing that I'm hoping will um, interest people in doing a bit of volunteering the fact that you can do it whether you're disabled or able-bodied um, it's two hours Mm. two hours you know you can do an early session three till five five till seven you've still got the evening to spend with your family and i think you know that's important that we can fit those two hours in if we want it bad enough and it's just such an honor to listen to to people that just need an ear you know no, and anybody that knows me knows that that's difficult for me because i can talk the hind legs off a donkey so God has got a sense of humour to make me a listener. My whole family were, were laughing when I said I was going to do it and said, you can't do it. Because you don't listen. <laughs> but I can do it <laughs> because God's teaching me to do it. Mm. You know. Now, obviously, uh, there are lots of calls. But folks, there's over 4,000 calls a month currently made to the helpline. The need is immense and you may be listening to the program today and think you know what uh, i could be like stephanie and julie that i could be one of those people who either comes forward to support the ministry in backup prayer or to be a, a listener where you're actually on the phone yourself how do they do that tim uh well they can they, as long as they, they can contact us we'll send them the details of of uh, the training program which is it's just eight modules eight two-hour modules which we do on zoom so you know you can you live don't anywhere have to in the live, country. leave your home yeah no don't have to leave your home so all the training is done online and as as uh, julie said the watches themselves uh, are online so just make contact with us in any way you can do it through the website you can phone the helpline you can there's some uh, an email address that you can write into and we'll send them all the details of how to do it now let me tell you that email address so it's it's info at New Caporet. Now, Caporet is spelled K-A-P-P-O-R-E-T. So that's info at newcaporet.org. That is the email address uh, uh, to write to. And then uh, Tim will get back to you and whatever. And, of course, there is a huge need because you're being swamped, aren't you? We are at the moment. I mean, our great frustration is the number of calls that we're not able to respond to. Because sometimes, you know, people will need a long time on the call. Yeah. And we, we trust the Lord that he's going to put through the right, you know, the callers that he prioritizes. And, and, of course, we need to deal with the person we're speaking to. But there's still this frustration that, you know, if we had another 50 volunteers, we could do so much more. And so that's, you know, all the time we just, we just want to uh, develop the, the core team, both of listeners and prayer partners. So if you want to do a bit of Christian service and you can... You can talk and you can listen. <laughs> uh, whether you're disabled or not, uh, then uh, send an email to Tim uh, at uh, info uh, at newcabaret.org. Uh, I've had a phone call in. I, I know that many of you, you uh, hearing Julie speaking uh, about the difficulty in finding somebody in your church to listen. Now, the church, of course, is a, is a, is a mixture of, of community. Uh, there are a number of churches that do have very special uh, prayer groups. And in fact, if you're in one of those churches and you have a well-being group or you have a listening service, then do let me know here at the station so I can share that information with people out there. There are thousands of people who are in real need. Many of those people are right on your doorstep. So uh, now if you're if you're a person, particularly if you're a Christian, uh, and, uh, and maybe, you know, you're not able to access that service for whatever reason then my encouragement would be not to leave your your church necessarily but seek out uh, somewhere where you can get that help and support it's absolutely 
critical. Now, again, those of you who want to either volunteer or indeed use the prayer line, you can use the same number. Now, I'm going to give it to you very slowly this time. So... The number for both volunteering and indeed if you want prayer. Remember, you can. the lines are open from 3 o'clock to midnight each day. And the number is as follows. 0808-801-0585. I'll give you that again slowly. 0808 Eight zero one zero five eight five. Now, if you haven't quite got that down, because uh, I know many of you yourselves are disabled and you getting around, getting a pen and so on, it might be a bit difficult for you. But uh, I will give it to you again before the end uh, of the program. Now, uh, obviously, you might be wondering what sort of support you might get if you choose to phone that number. So, Tim, what sort of support will people get? <clears throat> well, I mean, I think there's support on two sides. First of all, if you're a caller, um, obviously, you'll get the time you need to to tell your story and you'll get somebody who's very compassionate and caring about you and they'll listen to you and then either encourage you into prayer so sort of hold your hand virtually in prayer or if you want to pray if you want to pray yourself or they'll pray with you or for you as 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 the case may be so it's bringing that uh, to the lord if you're if you want to become a a listener with us the support is incredible because we're actually on watch with the Lord. So one of the great motivations for doing the two hours that Judy talked about is that we have a really strong consciousness of the Lord being present to us while we're answering those calls. Um, but we also have a, a watch leader system. Um, so there's always going to be a, a person on watch with you um, uh, at the other end of a chat box so they can chat with you, they can listen in and support you. They're more experienced listeners. They don't take calls themselves. So if you ever have, you know, a really serious call and you think this is going to be really you've difficult. You've got someone to help you. You've always got somebody to help you. And that was one of our great concerns. And you can basically text that person. You, yeah, it's on the yeah. system. You just oh. chat with them and they can listen in and they can say, you're doing great, but what about, you know, you could read them Psalm 54 or whatever, you know, anything, any help that they can give. But we don't interfere with the call itself. Now, the other thing I should talk to you about because obviously this is a free service in terms of the call isn't yeah. it uh, 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 so how do you cover the cost because I mean obviously 4,000 calls a month uh, somebody has to pay for those calls the call is not paying yeah yeah no, it's it's I won't pretend it's not a challenge but uh, we always said well it, what the Lord orders he pays for and and so we've had donations from churches. I do a lot of traveling now around to different churches, talking about the ministry, and then churches tend to, to give quite generously. Individuals give generously. Um, so we're, we're always about two or three months ahead. So <laughs> he keeps us on our toes. We have to trust him. It, but we, it does we, tend we, to run us up to the last moment, does he? But then, but then <laughs> provision is there. Yeah, provision uh, is there. Yeah, we, we make it work somehow. Um, and, of course, uh, of course, we all, all also said, I think it was Julie made the point at the beginning, that, uh, that God has a wonderful way of connecting the right person to the right mm. person. I mean, how many... Volunteers, have you got at the end of the uh, at the end of the phone? So we, we've got about we volunteers are in different categories. So we've got we've got about sixty listeners, sixty listeners currently. We've got about twenty five 
prayer partners and then we've got other people like trustees and others because it's a properly yep. constituted charity mm-hmm. so there's about a hundred people all together at the moment but really we could we could do with doubling the number of listeners and and then because our, our vision and we believe the lord's vision is that we want to be open from nine till midnight every day and the only way we can do that is to get is to have more people available. Now, there you are, obviously. I mean, you're all on the end of the phone and you're giving, you're listening and you're directing people to God. Do you get much in the way of, of feedback? Has anybody come back to you and said, you know, Julie and Stephanie and Tim, <coughs> thank you so much for listening to me. I just want to tell you the difference that that made to my life. Uh, have you had calls like that? Yeah, I had a, a caller um, who had mental health problems and had been a self-harmer and um he was so ashamed of his scars and i said do you know that don't be ashamed don't be ashamed because you're you've come through this through god's you know talking to jesus and and, and jesus answering your prayers you know that make that's made you who you are today and you have the empathy and you've suffered and now now you're equipped to help other people and he said do you know what i've never thought of it like that i've always thought of it as a negative but you know through god um through listening to god and me talking to him that changed his thought pattern so that must have been a bit of a tonic to you because let's be honest we all need encouragement it was a tonic to him more importantly because it changed the way he thought about himself and he said you're right he said that you know i'm a stronger person through through my scars and you know i I should be proud of them and and do you know what that is such an amazing feeling when you can draw on god's help you know my words are coming from 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 the heart you know through the holy spirit so it's god led Mm. and of course jesus isn't afraid of his scars is he no uh, no we've all got scars whether they're you know, mental or or physical, um, <coughs> but to actually for him to be to wear his scars with pride and be able to, you know, help other people through that is mm-hmm. just an amazing turnaround, isn't it? And Stephanie, of course, you had the, the Lord tell you, didn't you? Don't hide your scars. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Because I was so ashamed when I first came into the church that people would um, not only judge me about them, they'd ask me like, why, you know? And um, but when um, someone took me aside and we prayed about it and and they said um you know that's your um that's your testimony as such um because there's so many people that are so desperate in the world and you were one of them once and so those scars you can wear with pride in in the right kind of pride you know um because i when you meet people and they you don't know what i'm talking about or you haven't been at that place many many people have been to that place and they really do understand and they care. And, and so now I, I don't even think about it. I used to watch people because I see them looking at it. And people would ask you, people would just come up and ask you. And that was the most amazing thing is that I can, I can share the love of the Lord for me, that he healed me of my mind that stopped me walking around and, and not worrying about all the scars and the, the cutting up, you know, that I did. Mm-hmm. But, Amazing. And I suppose the truth is that we are all burning scars. And, yes. and I guess that if in church one Sunday, you know, we all said, right, OK, mm. this is the real us. Mm. Well, we'll all be quite shocked, wouldn't we? Because yeah. every single one of us, we may not be slashing our wrists or, or no. even taking drugs or alcohol, but all of us are bearing scars yeah. of one kind or and another. I, I think this, the um, hurt and pain you have inside 
you that's why you do i understand that now i didn't understand that you do that because hey this is the pain here it's on my arm look at it you know for whatever reason but god knows the inside and that's where the real pain and the um, strife is 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 inside of me and so you know it was it's he just renewed my mind and helps me with that very and, much and what about encouragement for you i mean obviously you're, you're praying a lot you're you're giving the backup prayer now to yeah, people like yeah, like like yeah. julie do you get encouraged you know do, yes, do people very, phone you up and say let me just tell you what what a yeah, difference your prayer made yeah we, we have we have that a lot actually not not loads and loads but i get a, a list of, of you know what to pray for basically we don't always know their name we know the initial yeah and because i used when lockdown came i was very involved with um you know being a listener and so you got to know regular people and so you did know their name because they wanted to share it and um it is just such an encouragement one particular lady i can remember um she was so fearful because obviously fear was you know raging Par- with paralyzing her, with her yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and she was able to go out but she couldn't go out and we did pray that she would go out and i didn't know whether she did or not but a few weeks later i got the same lady back and she told me she went out and that was a miracle because and um, you know i know the lord really helped her in that just with her praying and and, me and, and having her. courage having to courage yeah very much so yeah, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Tim, do you get much in the way of feedback? Well, I think one of the most encouraging things, I mean, obviously I do the watches. Everybody, you know, we all listen as well because that's really important. We're all on the front line, as Mm -hmm. it were. Um, And we get so many repeat calls. I think very few people ring us once because once you encounter somebody who's really listening to you and praying with you, then you're likely to ring again. And... uh, and I was speaking to a lady the other night, and and I I just asked because she's a very regular caller, and I said, you know, just tell me, are these calls helpful to you? I wanted to know if she was benefiting, and she said, well, really, Tim, I I don't think I'd be here if if your service wasn't available, um, and so you know that that's enormously. Not personally gratifying. It's not personally gratifying, but it's, you're just conscious but that this is what the Lord is doing. And we all need encouragement, don't we? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's certainly. I mean, it's here, same on the radio station. Yeah. You know, we don't get tons of letters and calls and things coming in. But you, but actually, in fact, just last week I had a lady who the Lord spoke to her. She'd never heard of Hope FM, and she just heard this voice in her head, Hope FM, Hope FM, Hope FM. And... Uh, and she ended up as a guest. In fact, next week's program, folks, listen to it <laughs> uh, because actually we're going to be broadcasting to Africa, to Kenya, uh, yeah. to a little village actually. That in 1952 they heard the gospel, and the gospel came through a man who was totally illiterate, couldn't put two words uh, uh, together. A uh, wonderful story of how an entire village in Kenya uh, will be celebrating this Christmas. We're going to be broadcasting this program not only next Wednesday but on Christmas Eve itself, mm-hmm. whenever that was actually. Actually, the exact time whenever the village are uh, uh, are celebrating encouragement is is I mean I guess that that Andrew was a great encouragement in the Bible wasn't he, he was always bringing people and Barnabas of course yeah, Barnabas really. constantly bringing people to Jesus and constantly encouraging people so folk if you've got the ministry of encouragement let me encourage you to let it hang out uh, because you it's like a tonic to people who are on the front line of God's service and and thank you to all of you people who are praying and i know many people pray for hope fm and for the work that you're hearing about today for uh, a and, and a new caporet and uh, for many many uh, other 
uh, parts of God's mission field. Uh, that prayer is like gold us. It's, it's very, very valuable. You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Now, let me give you that number again. So if you're wanting to either... Uh, access the phone line to have somebody to talk to to listen to you uh, then I encourage you to do that you're not alone there's no need ever for you to be alone uh, and this is Hope FM uh, in partnership with La Caporette we are enthusiastically recommending uh, that you make these phone calls so that number again uh, is as follows 08 and again, 0808-801-0585. And you can use that same number uh, if you want to volunteer, if you would like to uh, join with the team at New Caporet and either uh, do what Stephanie does. and uh, In fact, she does everything, really. A woman of many talents. In fact, they both are, really. You know, All three of them in the studio uh, put in their hands to, to everything. But if you want to join this very vital team, and of course, at this time of the year, at Christmas, uh, I, I love Christmas, but it is also a time whenever it underlines real need. There are many, many lonely people. There are many people who are struggling and in a dark place. And we must never forget that the babe born in Bethlehem came to bring life and hope uh, to all of us. You are not alone and God cares for you. He knows your name, but he also knows who to direct you to, uh, doesn't he? Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, you've also heard, uh, you, you, when you're talking about finding a measure of healing, you know, as you've talked to people uh, on the phone. And of course, that comes in different ways, doesn't it, Stephanie? Yes. Um, it's not just physical. It's not just a physical um, healing. I needed my mind to be healed and my heart to be changed. And the Lord can do all of that. Yeah. Julie? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we the Bible was written 2,000 years ago, but, you know, Jesus is still alive today and he's still performing miracles. And, you know, he's worked wonders for me and Stephanie and he's worked wonders for a lot of callers as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we... We can't emphasize enough that, you know, this is through Jesus that people are touched and healed because he's on every watch with every listener. Mm. You know, he's invited in before we start start our two-hour session. Um, so it's very much three of us in the conversation. I suppose, how many calls do you get in your two-hour session? I mean, I suppose you, one caller could take up the whole two hours, but uh, but on average, how many how many calls? I think it, an average call would be about twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and so you you know you're getting five or six calls during that period. But you're right. I mean, if somebody rings in and they really need help, then you're going to be talking to them for mm. for two hours mm-hmm. and it and you may go on longer because you know we don't we don't say well i'm sorry i know you're suicidal but yeah. i've got to go and get my tea now um <laughs> so you know yeah. we'll stay with them for as long yeah. as necessary absolutely and, and how do you deal because obviously you're hearing some real pain coming down the phone and whatever and genuinely listening to that how, how do you deal with that yourselves you know and so when you put the receiver down uh, and you may have had you know, two or three calls that evening. Uh, how, what do you do with it? We come, we come together at the end of each watch and pray for each other. Sorry. We come together um, after each watch and um, pray for each other as well as the people that have called in to support each other. 
So again, more, more, more prayer, and that really helps, then, does it? Yes, it does very and, much. And of course, the other thing that you've all mentioned is that very often callers will phone in more than once, and that's okay, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because again, a lot of people get guilty, don't they? Because even when they go to their church and they offer for some help, they don't like to keep going. Uh, but in actual fact, they should go as often as they as is necessary, uh, because sometimes you have to have soaking prayer. I think yeah. is the yeah. is the yeah. term. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But I think the the other important thing I think about the the uh, closing the watch in prayer, um, and this again is 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 different to Samaritans. Uh, I think at the end of the watch we commit the callers back to the Lord. Yeah. So we've done our piece. You know, we've been on the line. We've represented His love and compassion. You've done all you can do. Mm-hmm. All I can speaking. do. I can't take on all their burdens. Yeah. So we give them back to the Lord, and that allows us to 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 let it be there. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's the great privilege because because uh, I. Uh, Oftentimes, with my praying, I say to God, "I know I'm lecturing you," <laughs> but of course, He does know. He does know, and He does want to act and intervene. Yeah. It's just that He He needs our permission to yeah. do that. So, folks, if you're suffering, you know, give God permission to intervene. He's longing to, to do that. Well, let me give you that number uh, again. You you'd be thinking, Blair, you must want us to phone that number. Uh, yeah, I do want you to phone that number. Uh, and, and not only do I want you to phone the number, I want you to remember it and give it to people all around you. There are people hurting all around us. And this season of Christmas, you know, it, yes, it is the peace, uh, uh, the season of peace and goodwill to all men. But be aware of the, of the lonely people, the suffering people, those who are in pain and uh, encourage them to phone the number as well and the number is zero eight zero eight eight zero one zero five eight five zero eight zero eight eight zero one zero five eight five and somebody on the end up between three o'clock and midnight every single day and uh, because there are over 4,000 calls and in fact more calls sometimes than can be answered uh, then if you are somebody who can give a couple of hours uh, uh, a week uh, <coughs> you can make a real difference and that's the same number, phone that same number and talk to Tim and say Tim I would like to stand with you guys and I'd like to volunteer. It's very important you see because so many people who listen to Hope FM, you know, are, they are touched by the testimonies and the music that they hear in our broadcasts uh, but obviously we we don't have ourselves a, a prayer line so what do we do well in God's kingdom we partner with our other brothers and sisters and so that's why we have enthusiastically uh, partnered with the new Caporet. you're going to be hearing new commercials soon which will be encouraging you more uh, to phone that line and to volunteer uh, and, uh, and and it is a very real uh, blessing well final words obviously I mean it's been lovely thank you so so much because I know you've travelled a long way. What's in store for Christmas? Will you will you get an opportunity to have a rest, Tim? <laughs> well, hopefully, but uh, the the line must go on, and even Christmas Christmas Day and Boxing Day, we will the lines, the will, lines be will still be open. Still yeah. be open, but we we change the watch pattern slightly. Uh, so we'll have one-hour watches, and we'll just run through the day, and we'll make sure that everybody, uh, there's there's somebody there if somebody needs to ring on Christmas Day. I mean, obviously, this was God's idea, setting up there this line. And how, how, how long has it been going now? Uh, we started in May 2020, so about two and a half years. So would you, are you encouraged with where you are right now? 
of course, you know, you see, we, you know, with, with listeners like these, it's an amazing ministry where we've got to. But there's this yearning to do more, you know, because the need out there is so great. Well, I suppose it, it, always that, you know, what we do is a, yeah. drop, a drop in the bucket, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Compared to the need. Yeah. But nevertheless, it's an important drop in a big yeah. bucket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Stephanie, Christmas busy time for you? Yeah, because I have two grand um, children now. Oh, say no more, yeah. say no more. <laughs> so it's busy. Christmas comes about once a year, and when it comes, it's very dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, is, it is. But But, you know, the... The light came into the world at Christmas time, and we carry the light of Jesus in us. So it's just so so many families out there, especially at Christmas, are so struggling, and so it's it's really an honour to to reach out. Fantastic, and and Julie. Yeah, Salvation Army are always busy. We, we're the only oh, say no more. organization Next that... thing you'll be playing the trumpet. I know, I know. <laughs> or, the trum- or maybe the big bass drum. You know, boom, 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 boom. We've got 50 people booked in for Christmas dinner, oh. um, which I'll be waitressing for. That should be interesting. Let's hope they, they get it on the table and not the knee. <laughs> <laughs> but I love a challenge. Um, and yeah, we've had uh, 360 children. Uh, referred to the toy appeal, which the bikers have have brought us a huge amount of toys, mm. and we're able to to give toys to 360 needy children, which is amazing. Yeah. Well, well uh, Julie and Stephanie and Tim, thank you so much. The Lord bless you and keep you, and, and keep anointing that wonderful prayer service that you're bringing. Thank you. Bye. Thank Bye. you. You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk.